Hello, welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. My name is Diane Emerson. Today is episode number 192. Just a quick program note, many of the shows are available on audio, but some of them are only on YouTube. The show is by the same name, Psychopath in Your Life. And I'd like to point out a couple of shows that you might find interesting. And if you have any trouble at all finding them, please just shoot me an email and I'll clarify where you can find them and how. Um, Because, for example, I've been covering this virus thing since episode number 143 back in February. And there's a couple of other shows you might find interesting. One is about gaslighting, and that's episode 82 and 83. Because basically we're being gaslit as an entire world right now. So you might want to find out how that works. It basically has to do with control and isolation. Hear anything familiar there? And also the social distancing is really going to be a success because of the isolation. And so that is what gaslighting has to do. But you might want to find out more about the dynamics. And the first 70 shows that I did, they're all available on audio and YouTube. And I go through how to identify if you have a psychopath in your life. Now is really not the time to have a psychopath in your life, especially when countries go into lockdown. So I would suggest if you're interested, I've made my book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, my interviews, where I interviewed three male psychopaths. I've made it available on my website for free. You can download the PDF. It's close to 300 pages. And you can find that here again at psychopathinyourlife.com. So what are we doing here? I'm going to be starting a bunch of mini-series here called Nothing is Hiding. And I'm always talking about Nothing is Hiding. And also, I'm always talking about On the Screen. So what I'd like you to pay attention to is I will be doing shows in these different areas about why was the research never done and why not. And also, what a psychopath-run society looks like and how did we get here? There's also some other interesting categories I'll be talking about. For example, the accidents that they have with hormones that they use to transgender themselves. And they actually have some pretty serious effects. I've been studying the diseases and and the fallout from that. For example, sometimes you'll see people that have missing limbs, like there's that Hamilton girl. She's supposedly missing an arm from sharks. Well, that was likely a hormone issue, okay? But they stage these things to horrify us in many different ways. Do you remember the Donner Party when you were growing up as kids? I mean, come on, they were traveling through the Old West and cannibalizing each other. They like to play the same teams. That's why I call them one-trick ponies. For example, we have the, um, there were some sports people who ate each other. Dahmer ate, ate people. So, and also I'll be talking more about the Special Olympics, why that was possibly formed along with St. Jude's Hospital. If you want to look at my shows that I've done, I've done three on crime. The John Benet Ramsey case, the Madeline McCann case, and how true crime in general is all fake. And take a look at the pictures on the screen. Everybody you're going to see on the screen, the people who look like women, they're really men in wigs, okay? And the men are really women looking like men. So take a look closer look there and learn how to identify these people. And just take a look around. Don't sit and wait for somebody to tell you what they look like. You can learn all this yourself. It's actually kind of fascinating. So I'll also be talking about how do they hide themselves cosmetically. There's some tricks that they're pulling here. So let's get on today. The the WHO, World Health Organization, which is also, by the way, part of the United Nations, 
and I have done shows on the United Nations you might want to check out. Anyway, so the WHO just announced a new program saying we are all one world, one family. It was a one, excuse me, it was a one family campaign. In other words, we're all big one family looking out for each other, except some of the people are out to kill us, but that's a different issue. If you recall, there's the NWO, the New World Order, that's being pushed, okay? Notice it says New World Order. It doesn't say New by Country Order. It's really, what we're really looking at is one big world, okay? It's just divided into countries to trick us, and each country has been assigned a different flag in a different role. I've done shows about how they are really all together, Iran and all of them. You know, they always pull out the Russia card. If you want to know about Russia, look at my show about teams. So anyway, since the very beginning of this thing, I've been talking about they're taking down first China, India, and this country. And also, what do we share? Well, uh, this week, um, China just announced they're rolling out digital currency. In this country, I've noticed that some places aren't accepting cash. Some places aren't ex- are look- no accepting coins. So China is going to be the first one to roll out the digital currency, and they're right now testing it. So I would suggest you take a look at my show about the International Money Fund, the IMF, which is also part of the IM excuse me, the IM, the UN, and I did a show about debt bondage that explains all that in episode 166. It's fascinating how it all works because remember, this particular group of people control everything. So if you think that it's being done individually by country, you'd be making a pretty grave mistake. For example, the US dollar is in over 80% of the world and the U.S. dollar is basically backed by the goodwill of the people in charge. So if you trust the people in charge, then well, okay. So anyway, so let's talk a little bit about China. China's always been portrayed as the big bad wolf, okay? Well, China is one of the charter members of the United Nations, and it's one of the five permanent members of its Security Council. Sound pretty dangerous to me, huh? How are they in the club if they're so dangerous? For example, I will be talking in a minute about medicine, and you might want to stick to the end of the show because, remember, during the Spanish flu, which I've done a couple of shows on that, aspirin was a big killer of people, this bare aspirin that you got over the counter. And there's also a big loophole in this country and in other countries, and I'm going to be giving you some general things to look for. So if you're taking any forms of medications, if you're taking any supplements, you might want to pay attention to this show because the U.S. Customs Law has a big loophole when it comes to country of origin labeling. About 90% of the core components of leading antibiotics such as amoxicillin and penicillin come from China. I did extensive research um, when I got very sick for a long time over supplements. Who would have figured supplements would make you that sick, right? Well, they all come from China, except for I found one vitamin C that came from some other country. But basically, it all comes from China. And they have a very sneaky way of how they put put where it comes from on the packaging. And one thing I've always noticed, I did work in China years ago, and people always criticize the eating the dogs part, okay? And... When I would meet people and say what I was doing, their first response not was, well, what's it like there? The first response was, how can you stand it to eat dogs? Well, we're living in a dual world, okay? How is factory farming in this country really any different? I'm not going to get into a big deal about how pigs and cows are raised, but 
we, we, we tend to focus on things to make the other people the enemy and less than, and really it's all the same, okay? It's just varying degrees. So you'll notice on the screen that China, China has a customs logo. Well, look on that logo. They also rock the two snakes and the laurel leaves. This country uses those laurel leaves in a lot of different designs. You'll see it on the White House designs, the military designs. I did a show about the MK7 that was done at Laurel Canyon. So they're big on these laurel leaves. So either they both use the same graphic artist or there's some signaling going on here, okay? So why are we all China? Well, lots of things about China people think are really crazy, like the facial recognition, all the different things we hear in the news. They think that China is different. Well, I got to tell you, it's not different, okay? For example, we have listening devices in our homes already. People have, not we, not me, but you, maybe you. You know, Amazon has the Echo. They have the other ones. They each have their own listening devices. Some of these devices have actually been used as evidence in crimes. If you think they're only listening to you when you're talking to them, you'd be making a big mistake. For example, Amazon has a doorbell camera. It's called Ring, R-I-N-G. And it's partnered with over, this was as of a couple of years ago, okay, so likely it's way worse now. It was partnered, it has been partnered with over 400 police departments. It originally started this doorbell thing because people in this country are such consumers that there was this fear over your packages going missing off your front porch. So people started buying these devices to put doorbell cameras on their doors. Well, how's that turned out? Well, <laughs> they're, they're hooked up to police departments now, okay? And many police departments are now eager to use facial recognition tools. They say that they can help them more efficiently identify and arrest criminals. And in a high-profile win for the technology last year, this was a couple years ago, Maryland police used facial recognition technology to help identify the suspect in the deadly Capitol Gazette newspaper shooting, which I'm pretty sure was probably fake. But anyway, so essentially the cat is out of the bag, okay? Because right now, the U.S. Homeland Security Department is also moving to adopt a rule that would allow it to collect much more extensive biometric data from individuals applying for citizenship, including voice, iris, and facial recognition. In some countries right now, like Syria, you have to do eye scans to be able to get access to food if you're in a camp. So the some examples of this okay in several states including texas florida and illinois the fbi is allowed to use facial recognition technology to scan through dmv databases of driver's license photos in many cases u.s airports customs and border protection now uses facial recognition to screen passengers on international flights as a matter of fact, go over to Amazon. Right now, you can buy a facial recognition machine that will um, check temperatures and do a scan before they allow you door access. So you can put this up outside of your office and people have to get scanned in their photos. So if you think this is all about China, I'd look around a little more closely here. So China is also keeping track of social involvement. Well, that'll be here next, okay? So let's get to the medicine part because... I have a lot of information about this, but please know this is not intended in any form as any kind of medical advice. Just be very aware because this is going on all over the world. It's not just limited to this country. 
China now produces 97% of U.S. antibiotics and about 80% of active pharmaceutical ingredients. That's called API I'll be talking about. Active pharmaceutical ingredients. There's where the, there's where the catcher is, okay? Because on the labeling, they, they, they tend to leave that part off now. For a while, they were saying things like made in USA, packaged with international products. Well, international products was code for China, okay? I've had extensive talks with chemists and whatnot, so I'm not just, I'm not just shooting the breeze on how they're pulling this off, okay? So Chinese pharmaceutical companies supply 70% of the world's acetophimin, that's Tylenol, commonly used in Tylenol. China also is big in the food. They're big in the technology. The manufacturing of smartphones and other household items is heavily reliant on China, which controls most of the rare earth materials with minerals that make these items work. China also, this is show you what a fear, fear, feared enemy they are, right? China also um, owns a lot of U.S. businesses that people aren't aware of. They bought the AMC, the entertainment movie theaters. They have other media companies. They ha that controls over 8,000 American theater screens. China firms and investors own a controlling majority in nearly 2,400 U.S. companies. They own a big chunk of U.S. debt with Jap Jap Japan right behind it. So, you know, China also owns IBM PC division. They own a lot of things. Motorola Mobility, the technology. They own Smithfield Foods. And they own a big chunk of the debt. So, Let's talk about the API, the active pharmaceutical ingredients. This is where it gets really interesting. In order to address the growing security and safety concerns about Chinese-made pharmaceuticals, some suggest that the United States switch to India. India is also an supp alternate supplier of API. So here we go again, U.S., China, India, okay? However, doing so would be no different than rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's true that many Indian pharmaceutical firms are leading API manufacturers, but India depends on China for sourcing nearly three quarters of APIs in generic drug formulations. Well, it looks like we have a little triad going here, right? That is because unlike formulation businesses, API business is a 24-7 and high power intensity business. Power is a very important component where China has an edge over India as the cost of power in China is negligible. And from a China newsletter, it said that China accounts for 95% of U.S. imports of ibuprofen, 91% of U.S. imports of hydrocortisone, 70% of U.S. imports of penicillin, and also remember, there's been a huge spike in psychiatric drugs drugs for depression, anxiety, sleeping, and whatnot. Well, where do you think most of those pills come from? Those pills are very dangerous to stop suddenly, okay? So I wouldn't recommend stopping anything suddenly. But what happens if they decide that they're not going to ship us any more drugs? A bunch of people running around that have been taken off their drugs immediately? Not a good picture here, okay? And there's one part that's actually uh, very concerning is there are a group of drugs called statins, S-T-A-T-I-N-S. Those drugs are huge around the world. What they've done is, I've had doctors try to put me on them a few times, and it's to supposedly control blood pressure and cholesterol. Well, 
when I researched this a few years ago, because I kept wondering, why are they telling me to go on cholesterol medication? And the, the fact is, is that what they do is they just keep changing the threshold. So essentially, the threshold is now everybody qualifies for statins, okay? And anybody above 40 is a target. So th what they're saying is that the various components in statins all come from China. And what they do is the drug manufacturing gather ingredients from around the world. But if it pulls it all together into pill form in the United States, the country of origin can be claimed as the United States. As it stands, any disclosure rules appear designed more to hide countries of origin rather than reveal them. And I can verify that is very, very true, okay? Statins, it's all about the money, right? Statins are one of Big Pharma's biggest cash cows. And this was just a few years ago in 2013. They were raking in $29 billion just from statin sales. And estimates back then stated that nearly one out of every four Americans over the age of 45 take a statin drug. And that's pretty much the same. Statins are among the top selling medications in both the Europe and the United States. And the market for statin therapy is expected to grow as the population continues to age. So, I'd like to read you a quote here as, as I'm closing here. We are at the mercy of others when it comes to computer chips, but we are the large, world's largest exporter of raw materials for vitamins and antibiotics, Lee Daniel said, a professor of economics at Tenzhou University. He said in March 2019 while speaking at the National People's, People's Conference. And pay attention to his words right here. Should we reduce the exports, the medical systems of some Western countries would not run well, he added. Should we reduce the exports, the medical systems of some Western countries would not run well. Well, there you go. That's it for the world of medications in China. And I'll meet you in the comments, and I'll be back in a while to talk about some of these more things about that are hiding. So goodbye for now. Be safe out there.